motherfuckers into mixed martial arts. You can't be done talking to me right here facing me, <laughs> dummy. You couldn't draw money with a green crayon and a white piece of paper. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f up. <laughs> Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. This is number one bullshit. Now you can only count the five. <laughs> hey, pussy, are you still there? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> are you intoxicated? I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not here to take part. We're here to take over. All right, there we go. Cool. Okay. We are fucking live. And boom, we're back. Another week, another dollar. Talk too much. MMA episode number 33. The Jesus episode. What's up, guys? Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to all you moms out there. None of us would be here without y'all. So this episode is for the moms. Tell your mom you love her. It's beautiful to see you all again. We appreciate you for checking out. We're a small show, so be sure to tell a friend so we can grow bigger and bigger. As always, I'm Andrew. I'm joined by Cena. I'm joined by Carlos. And boy, do we have Hello, a everybody. hot episode cooked up for y'all. Woo, let's get into it, boys. Happy you Mother's Day, by the way. You were right, Andrew. 49. Yeah, it's important. We got to shout it out. I mean, it's required. We're literally recording. How's everybody Mother's doing? All right. Doing great. Doing great. A little tired, you know, celebrating my wife and doing the opening of the cards early this morning and just, uh, you know, living that Corona life, man. Huh. <laughs> what? A, well, I mean, let's just get right into it, right? I mean, wait, not very elite, right? I, UFC. I'm living, I, I'm living. I'm living my best Corona life. <laughs> well, you and Dana you know, White, right? I, deal, I deal, deal with life and the Rona, and we keep on chucking. Well, I mean, similar to Dana White, you, the UFC just kept on trucking, right? Like, Jacaret tested positive for Corona. Don't give a fuck. Let's pull him from the card, which is obviously required. But hey, everybody else, man, let's just keep the fights. Who cares? Oh, now, did you? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Andrew. Question, Andrew, did you watch the cards last night? Oh, my question is to you, uh, both of you. Was it the right decision for the UFC to continue with the card? Yes. What type of question is yes. that? 100%. Yes. Okay. All right. I would say from a medical perspective, probably not. Oh, Dr. Andrew, the medical I, school graduate. I don't have to be a doctor to assess risk. To oh. assess risk. Okay, okay. So so let me get this straight. In my opinion, I see where you're coming from, Andrew, to be honest with you, because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say one thing. While I do care about Jacques Array, I have, you know, I'm not going to sit here like all these other MMA journalists that are just trying to, you know, the uh, professional ones, not me. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're <laughs> yeah, not we're journalists. Not journalists. <laughs> not. I, I, I realized yeah. when I said it. I was like, we listen, have a podcast. I try so hard not to react to <laughs> yeah. that liberty. You have no idea. Like, like listen. I was like pitching myself. No, no, no. But like all the other ones, like the professional ones, the real ones, they all say, oh, hearts out to Jacare's family. And while I agree – you know, I'm not going to make a point to say that because, you know, we have no emotional connection. I don't really believe they actually mean it. I think people are just trying to make – just put down Dana White, just try and make noise. In my opinion, I understand the health risks, but we're at a position in society where we just need hope. Like, we needed this. We really needed this. Like, this was amazing, and it was a great card. I know both of you agree with me. That was some high-level MMA. So, Andrew, do you very, not agree we very, needed very this good. card? So I needed this card. I needed this card for myself to feel right in this world. Do I think the world needed 
sport needed a live event where we know for a fact there were three people at the event who tested positive for coronavirus. We know for no, a fact. No, 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 before that's, the event. That's, hold on, no, they tested, they, the test that was positive, that tested positive was a test that they three, the three of them took at the event. What are you no, talking no, about? No, no, it was yeah. earlier in the week, not at the event. No, 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 because they didn't get there till Wednesday. They, they, the week, they wouldn't have Wednesday. gone through the way. No, I'm saying they didn't yeah. get it on Saturday. You said at the event, like when it was aired, I thought you meant. Okay, so oh, while they're no, at the event, no, I mean, no, right, yeah. the day's laying in. The way the, this event works specifically, right, because I watched the UFC embedded, majority of the fighters <laughs> got there on Wednesday, right? Usually they get there much earlier in the week. But you see the researcher. I mean, yeah, I go deep. Uh, and and I don't know about the other fighters, but I know the fighters in Vegas had already been tested, some of them, a couple of times prior to this test. Because so, they he had been trying so hard to make sure that this event would happen one way or another. Atachi Palace or, or you know, initially when they wanted right, to do so it privately here at their facility. What happened. Let's establish this timeline from what I believe the facts to be. I could be wrong, but from what my research says, this is what happened, right? Jacare gets there on Wednesday. He comes to the event knowing he had already been exposed to the coronavirus, right? He knew somebody in his family had coronavirus. He shows up, he gets tested. Two of his corner men along with him get tested. Two days later, right? So that's Wednesday on Friday, the day of the weigh-ins, because right, this is when it found out. After they had already weighed in, which Jacare was wearing masks and gloves, hilarious. Uh, we find oh, out really? that three of them tested positive for coronavirus. So from that time between Wednesday through Friday, Right, all those people that came into contact with Jacare at risk. That's a fact. That's just a fact. Not just fighters, but the media, all of the UFC personnel, Correct. all no the hotel personnel. That. No one's disputing that. I just don't think that's enough to just li literally throw this event away. Like I, th I said this earlier, like I do think the world needs no, I, this. It's poor form. It's poor form on Jacare's part, in my opinion. That's all. Wait, wait. What do you? Mean? Yeah, I, mean, I kind of agree with you because he didn't well, tell. Because now. I, as a grown man, right, like if I was part of this uh, production team or whatever, right, I can only trust, I can only trust my own judgment of you, basically. And what Jacare is giving me, trust him that he just found out. He you found out what they called you on the phone and they're like, hey, guess what? Uncle Jacare the third had Corona too. That's a little too convenient with all this lead up and build up to this event happening that's what i think is 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 poor form i know the people here that i that i know of you know the guys from 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 vegas they've been going through great lengths to keep their their themselves safe they're training uh with the same partners you know what i mean like people are going through and by the way all those trainers a lot of them have families so they're taking that risk too so the least you can do is be as forthcoming as possible to make sure that we don't put a black guy on the sport because now we're trusting that you are 100% on board and honest with your timelines. And we have the precedent that somebody, and I don't want to name any names, was whining about how am I going to pay my mortgage and all this shit. By the way, you make more than 90% of Americans, bro. So take it easy. You're not going to be on the street next month, first of all. And <laughs> secondly, look, who, look what happened now. That's my gripe with it. Now, should have been... I don't think I don't even want the event canceled either because in life this is going to happen to everybody. Somebody at somebody's work is going to test positive. It's just going to uggle anyway. You know what I mean? So it's, in a way, it's a good thing that they soldiered on and they showed that this is just going to be a part of life and this is kind of like what we're going to have to do in our lives as well. But just, I think, on Jacare's part, a little bit poor form. Give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But the whining about the, the mortgage a little while back kind of fucking makes it suspect to me.
so another point, right? Uh, it later came out that uh, all officials, all media member, all participants in this event, fighters, personnel, uh, right? Obviously, you're signing contracts. Obviously, you're signing agreements to things that you can and cannot say about the company. But uh, it was reported this morning, actually, out of a uh, bloody elbow. So the liberal MMA media who is crying and yelling about how this fight shouldn't have happened. They were reporting about how there's this media. Or the there's Andrews. This the Andrews. Call it finish. Sure. The Andrews, if you'd like to call them that. The educated ones who are trying to look at all the facts <laughs> of the situation. Uh, so in this contract that all these people had to sign, right? There is what is called a dis- uh Bergmich clause. I know I'm mispronouncing, but right, basically it means that you can't talk badly about the company. And typically, that's a pretty normal clause, from my understanding, about whenever you work for the UFC and whatnot, in some form of most major oh, a lot of company. Yeah, right. Yeah. Specifically for this event, in this contract, there is a clause talking about how you cannot talk about any sort. You cannot question that the UFC had any sort of uh, acceptable, appropriate measures in terms of coronavirus protection. Which, when say somebody tests, say that again. So, right, if you're a media member who showed up to the event, you had to sign a contract saying that you're not going to publicly question the UFC's handling of the coronavirus in UFC 249. Yeah, because that would raise awareness. Like, that that could really fuck the whole event up. Because people, like, with that, that's why I was... I was so, you're saying you if said. people know the facts of the situation, it could ruin the event. No, 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 that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said exactly. If I people was, are reporting on it, no, yeah, I was people referring are reporting to what you the did. facts of the situation. I was situation. referring to what you did. It's the fact that I believe, I when I smell bullshit, I call it out. You guys don't care about the safety of these guys. You're just saying this to be different, to put Dana White and the UFC down. No matter the health risk, this, this well, first of all, I get the health risk. Well, to but, be fair, right, like the safety risk to, to the problem, to the actual fighters, right? I mean, these guys are like top tier humans in terms of health and activity. Yeah, but you well. can't predict what happens. Probably going to be fine. Probably going to be fine. True. Yeah, right. We yeah. can't. But, but the I still think at all this... the amount of people who are in danger as well. Who are not professional fighters. We're in an unprecedented situation. I really believe we need to start. You know, I, I'm for the quarantine. Like, I was for, I say, if we, we reopen, we're stupid, straight up. But I think we're at a position now where we need to slowly, just positive energy, we need to slowly climb back and adapt. Now, all these analysts like John Morgan or whatever his name is, oh, Cena, oh, all these health risks. I get the health risks, but you can say it, but you guys are over, you're crossing the line and just making it okay. a point to criticize Dana White rather no. than actually care about the health risks, in my opinion. I, I love that you've taken the role of Dana White defender at all times, no matter the subject. I'm right? not, Dana I'm just White is, out no, bias. No, Dana White is allowed to be criticized. Dana White is allowed to be yeah, criticized. Fair, fair, I agree. He should be criticized Dana for White, this. Dana White should one be. of the best representations of such a pussy. And we're starting to cross over into don't be such a pussy territory. Wait, what do you mean? Sorry. What do you mean? Well, that that's that 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 he that's Dana White in a nutshell. Don't be such a pussy. Reporters I think, are I get it. He, he's money oriented. This is all for his business. I'm not yeah, stupid. And, and, and I, I'm sorry too. A little bit. I mean, at least where we live, the mortality rate has been very very low the infection rate is very very low people are doing okay yeah I'm, i don't I mean, think I it's think, worth you know what i mean yeah so 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 when i see the extreme people that are still trying to you know you have to at some point not be such a pussy so, <laughs> I, you know i'm okay. sorry bro like a medical pandemic right the coronavirus does not care about your positive vibes whether or not you're a pussy <laughs> or not like, the coronavirus don't give a shit like all these arguments are just basically saying we don't give a shit we want sports no, 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 and but like, what you're saying... A big part of me agrees with that a little bit. A big part, like, a part of me agrees with that, because, like, no. I watched the fights. I enjoyed it. A part Fuck of me is just doesn't believe... I, I just question... I don't, I don't know what I believe in this corona, but I know that 
I agree with the safety precautions, but there is, there's a line for okay, everything. You can't agree with you can't say that and then go back on the other foot and say yes, the UFC should upon this event. Like yeah, those I two, I for sure can. Someone tested negative at the event. No, no, no. <laughs> they tested negative about? on Wednesday, whereas 23 other fighters who tested at the same time test all were clean. Now, if That's one of them right had now, popped up, what happened? Now, I'm so one, curious. Now, if one of them had popped up along with Jacare, then yeah, 100. percent But the fact that every single person that was tested, besides him and his cornermen, tested sure. clean, I was sure. like, okay. And I was on the board. I knew this sure. was a we'll big find situation. Out in a couple of days with the incubation period to see if anyone else tests positive. Okay, so that's, that's a different I story. I, I think they should be. It should be publicized that they're testing everybody again a week out. Yes. Yeah. Every okay. So yeah. That was at that fucking event should get tested, and that shit should be public. And that's Andrew, my opinion. Guys, my opinion will change if they come out and they if someone tests positives later, I'll change my opinion. I'll come out and say I was wrong. But as of right now, we needed this, and us three are all very happy it happened. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I've had him forever. And also, I don't remember the last time I I watch every single minute. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, at three thirty, I was logged on and I was just sitting. Up, I was ready to analyze Bro, these fights. And, and oh. sober as a judge, because my immunity very important <laughs> yeah. right now, so I'm not drinking whatsoever. So I was just like, wow, there's a whole new world out there where people watch whole entire fights from beginning to end, and they don't pass out sporadically from whiskey. You it's know? Incredible, right? It's tremendous, <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. <laughs> I ate food, watch fights. God damn, it was a great night. I'm glad it didn't get canceled. I really am. I thought it was gonna get canceled after that news came out. I was like, "Fuck!" This is why I was like, yeah, "Fuck!" Dude, I know, I know. I went to bed Friday, kind of like half preparing myself to wake up Saturday. The news that the whole card was canceled. If I'm being <laughs> I was like, "I gotta prepare for the worst," so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> Well, right, not only that, but my disappointment started the prior fr- Saturday when I purchased the fight. Yeah, yeah. Thinking it was that day. So I already had a week of extra, like, You had an overdue nut. You <laughs> had an overdue oh, nut. Oh, it would have been so fresh. It would have crushed my soul. Blue ball. Yeah, he, has, so, he had a week-long MMA blue balls. Let's get into it. Ferguson Gage. Let's get into it. Do we want to start? Wherever you want. Let's, let's, should bottom. we go Bryce Mitchell or, like, bottom to top or top to bottom? Let's go bottom to top because I feel like, right, right. tops is going to be the most exciting. So right. we'll hey, get let's, ha- let's have fun with these fights, though. Let's really get into it. So, right, the card started with Ryan Spann fighting, smiling Sam Alvey, to, and uh, ended up being a split decision. <laughs> Ryan Spann ended up getting the nod. Uh, right? I mean, what is there really to say about this fight, guys? Uh, I thought Ryan Spann, um, listen, I'm, people were labeling him as a contender at that division. So, I noticed, now listen, pure skill set at 100% energy I like the guy. I think he could do some noise. But you fast forward the fight to the second round. All his movements are just incredibly just re- a complete regression in the second round. He still controlled the fight due to Sam Alvey. Just the, I, I didn't think he was that good. But, you know, I've, he needs to improve his cardio. And he needs to be able to move around much more and be much more versatile, in my opinion. Do more damage from a lot of different places if he wants to contend. But I like his base skill set. And his athleticism. So, yeah, I think I would... Go ahead, Carlos. Go ahead. It was a good test of his cardio because, first of all, Sam Alvey surprises me pretty much every time I watch him. Pikey, yeah. Even at the end of that fight, he surprised me. Yeah, yeah. He rallied at the end. He didn't run out of gas. He kept the pressure on on a a super athletic dude. And I'll be interested to see what happens with Span on his next fight because... A lot of those guys that are super athletes at that size, that may be the first time in his life he's been dominated like that. 
You know what I mean? This isn't like a shake in football or fucking a jump shot in basketball. This is a grown man whose will you could not break. Someone had to split the goddamn decision. And this is an old man that looks like a guy that you tell to fuck himself if you were having a party at your suburban home. And the guy was like, oh, tomorrow. And you'd be like, man, fuck that guy. You know? And then 15 minutes later, you're like, okay, man, let's be friends. <laughs> it's just, I want to see what happens with him after that because that's a psychological mindfuck. I know. Sam Alvey, like, at this point, he reminds me, it's like, a lot of these fighters, going back to what Eric said when he came on, I, they need the check. I feel like he's just one of those guys. Like, he's just putting on every fight for a check at this point, you know? So don't, don't tell me how many children he has, and, and he's fostering a fucking seventh or whatever. Like, this is not Oprah, man. <laughs> they really bad. give you a backstory before every fight. They really do that. When that happens, instead, I'm going to be thinking, oh shit, who's going to take care of their baby? No, man, don't bring that in here. I have some issues with the production. Listen, the production, the way they do it with an audience, works. Without an audience, there's got to be some. Dude, it was like happens. American Idol. It was something like it was like Oprah or Maury, like where it gives you a backstory. I don't need your song super loud where Megan O'Leary can't even fucking speak because they got. What the fuck? Hey, Megan O'Leary's bad, though. I just want to. Say that real quick. Sorry, just <laughs> so uh, let me pose a question to you guys. Right, with that I loss, Sam Alvey. I do not subscribe to anything that man said just now. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. Uh, right, with that loss, with that loss, Sam Alvey. He moves to four fights in a low in a row of losing. Uh, at this point, if you're the UFC, you start thinking of Bellator. Uh, how are you? I'm not sure how many fights he still has on his contract, nah, but he's gonna get I mean, he'll get clearly kind of there on the tail end of his career. But nah, uh, he's out. Yeah, he's I think out we kind of said everything that needed to be said about this fight. Let's move on. This next fight. This is my shit to make money else. Yeah, probably. That's probably right. He, he'll probably get more money somewhere else. So this next fight, Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty versus Charles Charles Rosa. Uh it was, was a unanimous a decision, uh, but this was one of those decisions that was by no means a boring fight. This fight was nonstop, pure jujitsu brilliance. <laughs> I think that was championship <laughs> level I, MMA. And I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. My son takes uh, jujitsu, my five-year-old. And he was, he started describing everything. And he's like, oh my God, look at him. He's going for the twister. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Because <laughs> he was so jacked up about it. I mean, it was a really, really good, one of the best dominations on grappling I've seen that just didn't end in a submission. But uh, Jesus, Charles Rosa must be like it, that was some demoralizing shit. He he had he didn't have any favorable moment in that fight that I can recall. <laughs> That's true. And he's a black belt, I mean, no, guys, isn't he a yeah, grappler? He, I'm not sure. I'm not. No, sure. he is. He is. They it's said like, that it's like someone out talking me. Like that would just suck. Like that's his talent. Like, like I'm sorry, sorry. I had to throw that in there. But Charles Rosa, I was watching this fight. Would you guys agree with this? Mitchell, what's his what's his first name again? Bryce. Bryce Mitchell. I thought watching that fight, I thought he was a championship level fighter, and if not yet, he can evolve into one. Yeah, he's personable. He he was in shape too, because that's a lot of grappling offensive. No, that that he reminded me of Habib or Colby Covington. 
Yeah, man, it was relentless. He was in control. He didn't even look like he was breathing that hard. I mean, really good shape, man. 135, Carlos? Andrew, is that 135? He's featherweight, 145. 145. So, you guys, if you, <laughs> yeah. if you really think about that weight class, I really love that matchup against Vol Like, he needs to get bigger. That body frame needs cool. to get a little bit thicker. But I love I, that skill set against a Volkanovski would be pretty fire. So, right, this was his fourth fight in the UFC. Um, right? It looks incredible. Uh, with his talents, right, also in the featherweight division is Ryan Hall. How about that? How about let's get two jiu-jitsu players of the highest degree? See what happens. Nobody wants to fight Ryan I Hall. I agree. I like that fight. Nobody wants to fight Ryan in Hall. Fact, that's the fight Bryce Mitchell seems crazy enough and seems skilled enough that he could handle it. I mean, I think we'll he'd see. win, but yeah, I like that fight. I like it. I like it because I think that, listen, Ryan Hall is a very talented grappler, all right? But to me, as an old-school MMA fan, you can't be that cocky as an MMA fighter when your striking's never been tested. So, I want somebody to be able to test that fucking striking. Because it's all fun and games till your nose is broken 30 seconds into the first round. And you have... <laughs> right, yeah. Just no one has been able to do it. That's the thing, right? <laughs> Until it happens. That's all I want to see. Until then, I give it up to him because he wins. And results yeah. are results. But that's a matchup that I would love to see just from that perspective. Right. Ryan Hall's ranked 14 right now. Like I said, nobody wants to fight him. It's uh, definitely a step up for Bryce Mitchell, but it seems like he could be up to the challenge. And right, UFC, Reebok, get that man his camo short. If he beats what Ryan are we Hall, doing here? If he beats Ryan Hall, he's the best grappler in the division. Maybe. Quite possibly. I mean, yeah, then yeah. the next fight is Brian Ortega, right? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're right. Brian Ortega is the best grappler in that division. I would, But I would love to see that pressure because Brian Ortega doesn't apply that constant pressure. So I maybe Brian Ortega's skill set's better. I mean, I think he has some of the craziest submissions. Right. I, I didn't even know that it were possible. But Bryce Mitchell's, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know. That dude's an animal. He, uh, in that second round, at the end of the second round, he had that twister. If oh, there by the way, 30 more seconds, by that, the way, guys, I think that would have been a submission right there. Let, I'm just yeah, gonna go on a limb. I feel like he's for sure racist. Arkansas, I don't know, maybe camo shorts, Arkansas. I mean, that's, that, that's, right, that would be the location, but we don't know. I don't know, mm. maybe. Go ahead, yeah. But then, how do you learn jujitsu? You can't be that good at jujitsu. And have only learned it from white people. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, <is true. laughs> that really is true. <laughs> well, he, he does talk about how he learned the twister from Eddie Bravo YouTube videos. So that's kind of incredible. <laughs> like, you know, out here, yeah, out here watching YouTube tutorials to become an MMA fighter. Jesus Christ, Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> how do we get it done, man? Let us move on to this was the final fight of the early prelims, and it was a banger. Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. Defeated Vicente Luque, defeated Nico Price in the third round by way of eye injury. By, by the way, guys, this was one of my favorite fights on the card. So oh, good. That was so good. That was uh, one of the best hooks that, that I've ever seen landed. I mean, it, it was just. Like once in a lifetime, you land a shot like that in competition, and it's perfectly shot and recorded forever. You know, like it was just perfect. We replayed it so many times at the house. Yeah. It was just a perfect, perfect. I love that. Man. Right over the shoulder, perfect extension. His elbow was perfect. It was just that, that's a thing of beauty. I man. really and liked. That I really liked. Uh, 
Sorry, sorry, Carlos. Go ahead. The sound was beautiful. When he fell? It was like a golf club. When the, when the hook connected mm -hmm. right on that orbital, the crack. Oh, it's beautiful. No, no, no audience there. No ooze. No yeah, nothing. dude, the no audience definitely made those effects a lot That's better. That's cool. I Tremendous. will say one thing. I will say one thing. Nico Price, did. I was very impressed with. He brought it. He certainly was determined to win, trying to get that win back from the last time. I thought he started to connect very early. I thought his timing, I thought he was aggressive and bold off the rip. But I like Vicente Luque. I, here's my thing, guys. If Vicente Luque fights a top five fighter, quote me on this in the future, I'll never take him because he fights with too much risk. Do you agree with that or no? But I yeah, like him moving up that division now. He's exciting to watch, and yeah. he's young. He's, I mean, look, we'll get to Gagey, but Gagey's showing that even at that level, if somebody gets through to you, you can still improve. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I like to see him keep going. Uh, uh, Nico Price, I felt bad for. I figured out earlier this morning when I rewatched it that um, I like his style because it reminds me the striking and the way that he moves reminds me of Mayhem Miller back in the day. Interesting. So the big length shoulders and the way that he strikes and the way he attacks is like almost like a clumsy puppy that hasn't grown into its paws or something nico price <laughs> i don't i don't nico price is a little bit awkward to me guys you guys you know i don't i don't know his his shoulders are broad like you know just like you're so he's, pointy like they're the pointy shoulders pads, I've ever like he seen. had football pads under his skin and and it's like oh whoa whoa um one thing I just, I don't know, I didn't really, I was looking at him the whole time, and he was way all over the place, after the fight, he was just, yeah, like, he was making these faces, I was just like, bro, get out the fucking ring, like, jeez, I didn't, I don't know, he was too corny for me. I, I, I'm not a doctor, like, like, Dr. Dr. Andrew. Dr. Andrew over there. <laughs> I, I, it's pretty safe to say that man has some brain damage yeah. after that shot. <laughs> you, know, you don't get tapped by a train, and you walk it off. Yeah. Like, so the speed of his eye swelling was incredible right i mean the fight ended and within five seconds it was a golf ball on his yeah. eyeball that is the accuracy of the knuckle on his cheekbone was just ridiculous it, you know, i mean it, it was beautiful it was it was an exciting fight uh let's move on shall we i mean there's so many exciting fights yeah. this one not, not the most exciting. This one felt like a second to breathe, honestly. That's how I felt about this fight. After the excitement of the Vicente, Luca, and Nico Price, Carla Esparza and Michelle Waterson went out there and danced around. <laughs> and okay, kind of danced I, I, around I was very proud of Carla. I thought yeah. I thought Michelle Waterson is a crazy dog. I thought she could have brought the heat. But when I was picking this fight, I'm very proud of my pick here. I reverted against my gut feel. I said, you know, I'm going to go with the wrestler. Carla's been here. She's veteran. She's tempered. She's not just going to get outworked and outran just because Michelle's crazy. She's like a dog. She brings the fire. And, you know, Carla really controlled it. But it was boring, like you guys said. But I was proud of Carla. I think this is a big win for her. And I want to see, you know, I root for fighters that, you know, have achieved a lot in this sport. She was the first champion at that weight class. And I want to see her finish out her career with greatness. I think this was a big win for her. Big win. I like Michelle Watterson. It's a name. And, you know, I was very proud of her. Me personally. I thought I didn't think she could do it at first. And, you know, she proved me wrong. So, but, but are they crying that fighters do? This is why you're in the prelim. Yeah, Even no, no, were, I know. This is She's not a main card fighter anymore. We respect you and everything, but you're boring. I agree. And if you're boring, I need to make some cheese dip while you fight. <laughs> this was a perfect yeah. cheese dip fight. No, <laughs> Carla doesn't throw this. She has no striking. I mean, nothing. Like, well, right. Uh, and like, this fight, 
kind of and like it, it's unfortunate to say about Michelle Waterson because I'm a fan of hers, but like right, it very much gave me the Don't sense that it. neither of these Don't two women it. are going to be able to climb the mountaintop. I'm sorry, I just. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening for either of these two women. Carla Sparza, while yes, was kind of successful oh, she could running around and chasing sure. Michelle down. Not really, though. I mean, she kind of got her down. Didn't really do much with it, unfortunately. Uh, similar to Michelle Watterson, she kind of was able to let her hands and her feet go. Didn't really connect all that greatly. She had one really good knee when Carla was coming in for the takedown. But uh, it was a split decision for Carla Sparza. I'm not sure we mentioned that. Uh, could have gone either way. I Honestly, I don't care enough about the fight. Andrew, let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. My grandpa, uh, God rest his soul, he's still alive, but it's a fit, whatever. He said to me once, never put down a beautiful woman. And that's what you're doing right now. Michelle Watterson is a beautiful woman. (laughs) And not only that, she's honestly, you were not impressed by her fight with Joanna? I'm not talking about her fight with Joanna. No. I'm talking about with her fight right now, what Carlos yeah, Garza showed me, I'm and saying... that showed to me that she's just not going to be not going to be dynamic enough of a striker to climb the mountaintop. Facts. I can agree with that, but you know, I'll still watch her fights. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because then, after this little moment of breath, we had some excitement from two grandpas: a Russian grandpa and a Brazilian grandpa. <laughs> Alexei Olenek got the split decision win over Fabricio Verdum. And that split decision was the right call, but but it was Fabricio the right call. No, the it was the right round. call. No, right. it was it was the right call. But Fabricio in the third round shows exactly why he's still de- dangerous to any heavyweight. Come on, bro. This is a fifty-nine and thirteen weathered old grandpa that he barely beat. I was so disappointed. I picked Verdum, and I was just thinking to myself, okay. I watched Alexio Linux last fight. I was thinking to myself, no matter how much Verdum has aged or regressed, come on, man. There's no way with his level of jiu-jitsu. We're talking about the guy that beat J.D. or Cain Velasquez, Fedor Emelianenko, and who else did he beat? He beat some of the best in the world, right? Verdum beat, like, Travis Brown. Like, he has a crazy resume. Verdum has one of the best heavyweight resumes ever. Also a cheater, but sure. Yes, okay, but okay, then let's just asterisk half the UFC roster. Uh, We should, we agree. (laughs) So what I was trying to say is, that's just embarrassing, bro. Olenek is my least favorite fighter in the UFC. You know, props to him, though, for putting money on his family's table. I really just hate his fights. I hate watching him. I hate him. But he's a dog. Like, as a 50-year-old doing that for your family, you earn my respect. So, Poon's going to come you get you, baby. <laughs> what? You should bodyguard for somebody. He's, like, the perfect No, yeah. Kind of guy. <laughs> Act. <laughs> like, you, know, you send the kids to the store with a guy in a suit. Olenek. You know what I mean? Like, it's Olenek. <laughs> I also would never want my kids to be with Olenek, but that's that's just besides the point. I've been, no, just get him with a body, uh, one of those cop cams, and you're good to go. Yeah, Nanny I'm cam, kidding, cop yeah. cam. <laughs> hey, man. But yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, Verdun, man, if you're going to get popped for steroids, do not look like that later, man. So you took the two-year suspension steroids, and you look like that? Hey, you know who don't look like that? Phil Baroni. You know what I mean? Like, and he's never stopped, uh, allegedly, possibly, <laughs> shit into his veins. So what the hell, man? Him and Barnett, you get popped for steroids, and you're out there in the world looking like fucking a couple of Russians at a bathhouse, man. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool. That's my gripe with that whole he thing. He looked worse they than Olenek. Oh, man. Like, what have you been doing, dude? What is, Eating. Like, <laughs> Eating. 
Yeah, no. Nah, nah, the, the heavyweight division is just in a lot of trouble, in my opinion. It really is, man. It, there's some slim-ass pickings out there. Yeah, I agree. There's about three or four guys in that division. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move five, on, five, then. Five, five. Let's move yeah, on to the it. main event of the ESPN portion of the card. That was Anthony Pettis versus Cowboy Donald Cerrone. And Anthony Pettis got that unanimous decision. Big boy, big thick boy Anthony Pettis. Yeah, he looked out of shape. That was a complete bullshit robbery. I thought Cowboy won that fight, in my opinion. Maybe I was wrong. That was a glorified sparring match until the last two minutes of the last round. Before that, it's like two buddies sparring. Who do you guys want? Know, Who do, wait, did you guys think Cowboy won or, or Anthony Pettis won? Because Cowboy had those two takedowns. I don't know where they gave it to Pettis. Maybe I was tripping, but. I mean, yeah, no, right? I think Cowboy won. I, I, I mean, Pettis landed some things here and there, but I think Cowboy kind of controlled the action and dictated yeah. it a lot more, you know? The shots that Cowboy took were counters, which means he was attacking, I think. So, uh, yeah, yeah. What are was, these judges was, doing, bro? Pettis look, was looking flashy, right? I mean, I felt like at times Pettis looked, I don't know, I like I'm I'm not totally upset with the decision, right? Like, yeah. I, mean, I just right. wonder if he was injured or something. Though, Pettis won that, he, Andrew. I guess. I mean, right? He did factually. He did, but I guess. No, no, no. But you thought did. he won that, right? I mean, like. Carlos said it best, right? It was very much felt like a glorified sparring match there until the end. And then big boy Anthony Pettis was just kind of able to eat what Cowboy was throwing at him, I felt like. I feel like the extra poundage maybe was able to give him, he was building mass, you know, and he was able to kind of take some more strikes. But I thought Pettis got busted up. I just didn't know what, like, here's my thing is like, I don't know. This is happening once a card, and now it's happening more frequently. That's what I'm saying. You can, we can have differing opinions. It's not more so what we think. It's just the fact that there's these controversial decisions a lot more frequently now. Is it me or like this was very, very plain out, simple? This should have been a unanimous cowboy. I thought just because striking was easy, pretty even. I thought Pettis looked good at some points. I thought Cowboy looked a little bit more consistent. Didn't land as many heavy shots as Pettis though. But the, he took him down twice, and he laid on top of him for 44, 45 seconds, one of them. So I was just like... I, I think he called it with the a, with a takedowns. Yeah. And the problem with the takedowns is sometimes in a shitty fight, an ignorant person watches it, and just because somebody that was a, a lesser aggressor had some takedowns, they give him the fight. And in this case, they didn't really count. To me, they were even, and the difference was basically the takedowns, and I thought that Cowboy dictated the fight better you know so but it didn't seem like they counted the takedowns at all and this is a very bad so, fight for his record guy that's four losses in a row now for cowboy where i thought this was this yeah. really hurt him like he needed this win either way someone was going to take a hit on their resume but i'm going to ask you two a question now if you're dana white and we're going to debate this before we move on this is the question that i think comes out of this fight do you cut cowboy no Me yeah, you can't i don't think no, do, okay, let me rephrase. Do you think he should retire at this point? I agree. If, Cow Maybe. if Cowboy wants to keep fighting, he's going to keep fighting. And right? I thought he looked uh, good. I thought he won. Or I thought he looked good this fight, at least enough to weather another fight. I think Pettis, though, well, what do you guys think about this? Because, yes, he won. We could have our opinions on it, but we all agree he looked a little bit thick at 170. Uh, Pettis should pull a Rory and go to PFL. He should go and get paid, honestly. Or Bellator. Yeah, he should go get paid where he can go make a lot more money in sponsorships versus 
But to be fair, I guess he's a UFC veteran, so he has a lot of fights. So I guess he is making a lot of money in, in terms of the oh. Reebok, Reebok structure. I mean, not a lot, but probably Five at a higher end. Class. That's all? Hmm? Fight your weight class. You're you're a 155-er. You're not a 170 fighter. I at agree. 170, you're never going to be shredded. You're, you're undersized, which makes you fat. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but i would never seen him look like that. Me neither. And... And, and and no matter what, that's that's more weight. There's more wear and tear on the joints, and you're getting older. You've been doing this shit forever. I mean, Cowboy, look at his at his his record plus all the kickboxing. You know, you got to start. You got. I mean, at some point, I think, and I would hope that he has enough money to maybe not have to at least fight as frequently. I'd like to see him fight two, maybe three times a year with a proper camp because the other thing too is that cowboy came out to vegas and i'm guessing because all the guys that are like game fighters and are ready to fight on a dime were staying nearby right and so if they're here the pi is here they have access to all the testing and all that shit and cowboy switched up his camp and he did it here a syndicate with john wood who's not really yeah. ever been his coach or anything like that cowboy's and, always uh, had an inconsistent camp issue since he's left uh greg jackson's he's had to do it on yeah. his own and yeah. You know, and I don't think that that was very beneficial either. It's like you're a little bit too late in the game to be experimenting that much. And I don't know if his wife and his kid were his kids were here, but I know that either he's about to have a second child or she's still pregnant. So I don't think she's out here, not at home. You know what I mean? With her kids. He's at John Woods fucking camp in the middle of Rona. It seems like too chaotic of a situation. And I don't doubt that, like, the cowboy from 10 years ago would have thrived in the chaos. But maybe now that you have your kids and speaking as an older dude myself and everything, maybe that's just not the most optimal way to get ready for this, you know? Maybe you're home and maybe you fly somebody out there. And I do think that John Wood was out there as well. I believe that that's how this all started. But, again, I think cowboy was here in town, possibly. And and, and just inconsistency and all that shit is just... A little much, man. You know. I can agree with and that. I, do want- I agree with that just because, and and I think he's one. He reminds me of one of these fighters, like Tony Ferguson, too, where it, not just fighters, but people that you know they're not realistic. They're kind of delusional in a way. Um, and you know, for him, it's still important to keep going. Like I promise you, Carlos, if if he had a could sign a for sure contract to fight for five more years. He would do it right now. He would do it. Probably. That's the type of guy he is. And yeah. just like you said, he's way too late in his career to be doing these type of things, to be changing camps and taking these chances. Listen, there's one thing that, like, I appreciate people that are, like, gunslingers and, and stuff like that. Because in certain situations, I think that you should practice being that way I as a man. Every fucking situation. I, like, I'll never be the first one to jump off the cliff. Facts. But I'll do it after the one does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so huh. you know, at some point, you have, to, you, you have to also pull it back, though, you know, because it's very easy to just get so ingrained into always, always, always going for that situation. And maybe maybe the way that I like to put it is I'm right until I'm wrong. I'm willing to be corrected and willing to be told. But as long as I'm getting the result that, I was, that I'm saying I was going to get, you better shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And in this case, the result he's getting is not good for him. It's not good for his kids. It's not good for his family. It's not good for his career. 
So something's got to be drastically different. You can't keep doing the same thing. But like, it, well, I, there's another weeks. I'll take it. Well, and, and we're going to train in Florida now because I, mean, I think I got by the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a little crazy. Yeah, but something to be said about Cowboy, right? He, by his own admins, has very expensive hobbies. Right? I think this plays into the fact of why he's taking so many fights. I mean, on top of the fact that he likes to fight, I think he also, right? He's yeah, he's, he's money hungry. Again. He needs security, Und- right? underneath that Reebok pay structure, he's has to be one of the higher tiered guys out there. So yeah, oh yeah, per for fight, sure. he's definitely getting paid and right, like I said, expensive hobbies. Uh and all go ahead. As far as his ranching's concerned, like I love watching all the videos and all these pictures and everything, but he doesn't show any part of ranching that's profitable. She, he shows the part of ranching that my family that ranches does on the weekends, man. You know what I mean? They don't wake up on the Monday at 9 a.m. to do target shooting off of the horse with the leathers on and shit. Like, that shit doesn't make you any money. And maybe they give you free gear and all that shit. But like like Andrew was saying, I mean, that shit costs money to sustain. The, the jet skiing and the fucking boats and the goddamn snowmobiles and fucking Scuba. the hunt. Like, what part of any of that is generating money? Do you have some fucking crops out there and somebody tending the goddamn fields? Like, I don't know. Maybe he does. You know what I'm no, saying? No, he like, doesn't. Not, You're right. I'm just saying I don't know that he has other endeavors that are profitable enough to sustain the fucking ranch. Dude. No, he's not I that mean, type of like, guy. But I will say this, though. Uh, I was really looking at his resume, and everybody was saying he needs to be cut. He needs to be cut. My friends were just saying, listen, he lost four in a row. All right. You look at his resume, though. This one I thought was bullshit. I gave it to him as a W boat. Have whatever opinion you want in it. But he's only lost to really, really good fighters. And if you look throughout his whole entire uh, fight record, he's lost. He's never gotten past that level. I don't think his skills have regressed. I think he's the same old cowboy he's always been. I think if you give him a guy like Anthony Pettis or below, he will win. He'll edge out a victory. I think if you give him a guy that could hit hard and is athletic and is in his up approaching 30 he's gonna get his ass knocked out um or you know cowboys but i think you're right i don't think he's been dominant since the wec i think he's given us he's put together some streaks though in the ufc what's up he's put together some good streaks in the ufc not he didn't beat champions amazing fights but just not dominant you know where like oh like gsp nick diaz dominant controlling the fight i see yeah i can agree with that no he was a man in the WEC. You know, he beat the shit out of... I mean, he had some amazing fights then. And he was their champ. But I don't think that translated to the UFC. There always ended up being a a, Better a, a, a roadblock. Yep. You know? He would always yep. get to the top and fall. Get to the top. He just couldn't... Somebody, he... it's random. It's not even the top. It's just like a parallel guy that's like right before the top that stops him. I, the to, guys you know he's lost mean? to, though, are really skilled, though. I will say that. He's lost to the best of the best. No, I mean... The resume speaks for itself. He's a Hall of Famer all day, dude. Yeah, you got to fuck with the resume. All right, let's move on. That was good. That was real good. Our favorite Uh, fighter coming up. So now we're into the (laughs) pay-per-view portion of the evening. Uh, It opened with, in the heavyweight division, Greg Hardy fighting Jorgen DeCastro to a unanimous decision. And uh, Greg Hardy very clearly uh, controlled that fight. I think it's pretty... Pretty clear. Yes, it but why up. did he control it? GSP getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, baby. Oh yeah, that was great. We were all like talking to each other. They're like, "What is this? Like, is this GSP coming back?" Or like, it was going on for a little bit too long. But no, okay. but I thought, guys, you have to admit. So this Greg Hardy fight, Carlos, because 
Andrew, I know you guys have your opinions on him. I was kind of agreeing with you. I thought it opened up. I was like, okay, he's rushing in. He might get caught with one of these hands. I thought Jorgen looked great, had great hands, great boxing. But I think something happened to his leg that prevented him from putting balance on it for the rest of the fight because suddenly he just did not generate any offense. So, yes, Greg Hardy, predictable, easy decision win. Great athleticism, I, you know. But I don't think Jorgen had a fair fighter's chance. I think... You know, I think he's starting to... Greg Hardy's low... At first, I was watching this fight, and I'll be honest with you guys. I was like, is he getting paid to throw it? That was really what was on my mind. Like, is he really getting paid to throw this fight? I was just saying. But then no, I no. saw Greg Hardy throwing those feints, and I was like, nah. They definitely they definitely fed him. Uh, they've, they're still fitting him opponents, in my opinion. Yes. Right? This one was a higher... A little bit tougher, with a higher likability to beat him. All right? And... He would have beat him. The reason that he lost his leg is because if you've never been leg kicked, it's an atrocious fucking pain. It hurts so fucking bad because it's the largest nerve on your body that runs on the side of your hamstring. When somebody digs the shin right into that, right above your knee, you feel like they're going to rip your fucking leg in half. Hey, but he that's part of Greg Hardy's game plan. That's part of his skill set, no? No, no, no. I'm talking about Jorgen. Oh, yeah. That's why... That's why Hardy had welts there. Like, he got beat with a baseball bat. If you look back at that fight, there's parts where it looked like it was almost bleeding because it was so red. His leg so was like a ham. Tough. You don't – there's no reason you took the 11th kick, dude. Have you fucking never checked the kick in your goddamn life? Because what happened when, by accident, he checked the kick? He didn't check it on purpose because he's too fucking unskilled to do that. But Jorgen threw a kick – and Hardy retracted his leg just out of painful reflex, which made the kick come up short. Homeboy snapped his toes. That shit hurts like a motherfucker when you're a fat guy who's only 5'10 and fighting at uh, 260 pounds. It's a lot of pressure on your toes. That's why he stopped throwing the leg kick, and he wasn't big enough to reach him with hands. So you guys thought Hardy that if no he never happened, he could have won, Carlos? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he would have. I don't think Hardy could. No one can take leg kicks like that for another two rounds after that, dude. I, I agree mean, with you just because I didn't see any way Hardy could find an opening to bull rush him, take him down, or land some shots. I agree with uh, that. He's athletic enough, you know. But Andrew, who would have won if he, nothing, never, if he never broke his toes? Absolutely. I believe so. I mean, he had no reason to stop kicking. That's the only reason he stopped. And as soon as they stopped the fight, he looked at his foot. Andrew, what do you think? Because I know you hate Hardy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right, like, yeah, like, uh, Greg Hardy keeps kind of similar to what Carlos is saying, like, right, Greg, Greg Hardy keeps getting fed opponents, and agreed, this opponent was definitely a step up. Wait, we'll why is that bad? Next... Wait, 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 you guys say that like it's a bad thing. Because the, the, name any other prospect in the UFC that the UFC does this. Oh, for. name any other so prospect we... in the UFC that would play in the NFL as a D-end that has a name value like that. Okay, CM Punk had a name value. They kind of fed him to CM the wolves. CM Punk is trash, <laughs> boy. <laughs> CM Punk is trash. I'm saying this. I get what you guys are saying, but I I think that Dana White needs to keep feeding him contender fighters for another year or two while he builds his skill set. Then you could throw him into the wolves. I know you guys are waiting for that to see that's the day he gets what, his ass whooped. Right. Historically, that's just not what the UFC does. So it's uh, no, they will. No, no, no. They're building it up for. They're gonna take him to the top and then roll the ball down the hill. They're gonna. That's their mo. But just wait. You need to get a couple more wins under his belt. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll watching him get his ass whooped when it eventually happens. It will happen. Don't what? worry. You guys will get your favorite day. 
Hardy's what it is and what it always has been. There's just nothing there. What do you mean? There's just nothing. He's a bum. He's in. He's uh, too old. He, he's he's too old to learn everything he needs to learn to be a fighter that matters. No, but I respect him for playing two sports. You guys got to understand that. The boss to do what they do, but that doesn't mean they should be on television for with me having to watch it. Why not? Why? Oh, so we so we'd watch. Okay, so hang on. So you guys would rather There's watch out there that that they are not forcing on on main cards just because some people that watch football know who he is. Like, so that's not enough. In our group chat, in our in our live stream group chat, Carlos Andrew, someone just said, uh, "Is my my bro Tanner?" He said, "I can't wait for him to run into Derek Lewis and get his lights turned off." LMAO. Do you think Derek Lewis would piece him up? It depends on what Derek Lewis shows up. A Derek Lewis that doesn't have uh, the extra pounds from the back injury, yes. Because he also has, Derek Lewis has a terrible leg kicking technique, but they're effective. <laughs> he lands and he's long. Terrible fucking leg kicking technique, though. But he does use them a lot. And he's long and he's powerful. Uh, so I think a Derek Lewis that shows up with a healthy uh, back beats the shit out of Hardy. <laughs> I like that, actually. That's tight. I'd be I'd be all about that fight. I would too. I think that's honestly a great fight to make. I think that would sell. That would sell big. This next not, fight yeah, is great, yeah. though, Andrew. I'm not, I'm not sure Greg Hardy's quite there at the level of Derek Lewis. I think they're probably. Oh, Derek Lewis is so people. good, right? Derek uh, Lewis is such a skilled fighter, right? You no, know, I just right. I just think in terms of right, Derek Lewis is a ranked opponent. Greg Hardy has never fought a ranked opponent. Derek Lewis probably shouldn't be the first ranked opponent he fights. Ranked if he does, I, I mean, I'm. Kind of they do. Kind of they do. I mean, they're there. They're there, so we might as well use them. I'm supporting my uh, boy Hardy. If he's trying to say, hey, listen, you guys, listen. Oh, I can't believe you call him your boy, dude. That's wild. I, I am. Mean, you can, like, you can, like, you can, I guess yeah. you're in your right to root and support him, but I'm in my right to call you a domestic abuse yes. supporter. Yes, okay, okay. I don't look at it. I'm not supporting his actions. I don't care about his personal life. I care about what he does in the ring. I do. I do. It's relevant. <laughs> not to me. I care about his performance. Oh, sorry, bud. Uh, so let's move on. Man, he got famous for being the shit out of somebody with a guitar. I don't think they should get to be a guitar player. No, I agree. You know I mean? But if you're a good guitar player, I'll still fuck with you. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's how you started being a guitar player? Ripping the fuck out of somebody with a guitar? No, oh, but no, no, no. But you guys are missing the fact. Listen, hold on, hold on. This is the biggest problem with Greg Hardy. We talk about him too much. He's not this good to be worth talking no, why, about. Why not? That's, that's a big name. Wrong. I want to. If there's a debate on it, we should talk about it. That's a big yeah, name. Like, a, that's a big name. Yeah. I honestly, I, I love calling you guys out. You know, specifically you, Andrew. You know, I love this new rivalry since our relaunch. I love just sniffing out the the biases. You know, and I, I agree with what you're saying. He's a piece of shit, but he is the prince Bias. of war. The bias. The bias, bias I have bias, against people bias. who abuse women. Yes, that is the bias I I hold Greg Hardy to. Okay, just to make oh, this no. clear, I do not support women, women beaters. Okay, I do not support that. But you support Greg Hardy? He is what? a woman beater by definition. No, I, support by athletic, definition. I support his athletic career, not personal career. Oh, I'm differentiating. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. By the way, everybody's on your side. This dude, your boy... So he said, I'm getting flamed in the group chat. So to both of you, I, I got, yikes, unfollowed towards me. Your boy Hardy <laughs> supporting a dude who tried to kill his GF. All right, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Oh, I lit something on fire there. Go ahead. Go All ahead. right, let's move on to this next fight. Fucking Calvin Guitar versus Fat Jeremy Stevens. That's his new nickname. 
Oh, that Jeremy Stevens, who weighed in four and a half pounds overweight for a fucking fight. And then got Absolutely slipped. disgusting. And then he got slipped. Uh, second round TKO by one of the most beautiful elbows that I feel like I've only ever seen in my dreams. Elbow? Like, was I dreamed that elbow. Was it no, it was an elbow. It was a short elbow that he dropped him with. Oh, really? It was beautiful. Oh, I get Calvin Guitar's a problem. Calvin yes. Guitar, Cater. Calvin Cater, Cater is a big problem. Cater. Yeah. Cater. It's okay. It's, which, I mean, we got to at least try, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah. going to pronounce you, I've corrected right. you before on like Zabit's name. I'm so name. bad at names. No, I'm no, so I got you names, before though. so we could go call it even. <laughs> now, uh, what did you guys think about Cater? Dude. Dude. Boxing. The hand. Is he making is he making noise? I love how he was patient at first. It looked like uh, he's not really generating any offense, and then boom, he just gets in a rhythm, instantly starts generating and, offense. He was hitting that calf like a motherfucker too, right? Jeremy yeah. Stevens' timing was off once he started going. I was like, bro, he has nothing for him. He's swinging at air. Well, nothing will take your timing like the calf. That calf kick is underutilized, man. That shit hurts so fucking bad. It, it, it's it's i mean you hubble you hubble from it it's it's basically hitting high on your achilles tendon it's the same tendon that hooks up to your heel which turns into your planar fascia of your foot so when they hit that with a shin with a leg that i, I mean the technique is beautiful man I, I like i like calvin that's somebody i hadn't really been paying as much attention to and after watching that performance i was like damn this motherfucker's fucking he's playing for keeps you know, I mean, he's, he's that new hotness at 145. Didn't right? you like, say, Andrew, you liked him against the beat if that fight kept going an extra two rounds? To, 100%. Yeah. So, like, right, that's the fight to make. That's the rematch to make. Zabit and Calvin Cater. No, it's not. 110% no. for, a main, for a fight night main event five round, right? Oh, no, we need to see yes, Zabit versus Yair. Yes, yes, we need to yes. see Zabit move up. Why is he getting a rematch against Cater? Because that fight is very questionable, dog. You, no, that fight you could get that fight that later on. The beat oh, was tired God. in the third round, and Calvin was surging. And we just show that Calvin's game and that he was not right. So he was patient, right? The issue with the Sabit fight was that he was too patient. He he got quick, like like you said in this fight, he he was a little bit patient, but he he got going quicker. He got no, going I agree with you that quicker. he would have beat Zabit. I just don't think that they he would beat him again if they fought. But I agree with you if that fight kept going, he would have beat him. Now. I don't think Dude, that fight should be made maybe. yet. I think we need to. Zabit needs a big. I think he's earned himself a big opponent. No, at this point, he has never fought a main event. Nope. Whoa! Wait! Wait! What? He has never fought a five-round main event fight. No, I'm saying you don't career. give Zabit a top five fighter, top six, top seven fight fighter right now, top ten. Fighter. Oh, I mean yeah. that is Calvin Cater, right? He's number nine right he now. He just beat Calvin. He just Cater. beat Jeremy Stevens, who's number seven. And he beat Jimmy. Boom, right there. Yeah. It's, but that's the point. That's the storyline, right? The storyline is you can make an argument that Calvin Cater was going to win that fight if that five if that fight had gone five rounds. You have the rematch. It fucking sells. That's but a why great wouldn't story you line. move Zabit up? If I'm Zabit, why do I have to go back down and fight this guy? Like I just beat you. Like why can't I get a fight up? Like he gets to uh, go because up. he's right. Because above him is Max Holloway, who's going to fight Volkanovski, and Brian Ortega, who's in the middle of some feud with yeah, Korean yeah. Zombie. Yeah, but that should be the fight to make. That should be the fight to make. Mm -hmm. If not, I, mean, I don't right? think Zabit's there yet. I think Zabit still has to like stay in his lane. I think they have to fight. I think you have to claw your way to the top five in that division. I Just think Zabit would beat bit Brian. Of a name. I, I like the re. I, I want a, a spectacular fight with him. Sometimes he was pretty indifferent with the last one. It was a little lackluster. So, but all of Zabit's like fights look good, though. You know, like he looks like one of the best prospects in the, like. 
He didn't look good no, in his last fight against Calvin, though. He got a unanimous decision in a fight of the night. What do you mean? Again, again, Calvin Cater was putting it on him. the fight night main event for five rounds. That's how I know you can fight yep. a champion. Yeah, I'm Agreed. not saying that. I'm That's just saying he should get he, he should get a top ten, top five guy now. I don't think he should go back down. Calvin Cater is a top ten, top but five guy beat, now, dude. He just beat the okay. So listen, listen to the logic. I get what you're saying, but there's other guys to fight. Whereas I just beat him. Why would I fight? There's him not the only other person you can make an argument that Zabit should fight would be Yair. That's the only other person I'm willing to hear. That's the one there. Yeah, that's the guy. Why am I fighting Cater when Yair is the fight to make? Right. That is the fight of a generation. You agreed with me on that. Why am I free fighting Cater when I have... That was the fight to make. Come on. Or I'm not mad at that fight, but there's no way that fight's going to be a five-round slugger. Sorry. No, but no, it should no, be. No, it no, should be. Yair, who thinks he's a, Yair thinks he's a champion. He, the most prima donna fighter in the entire Or roster. Chan Sung Jung. One of those two, but I don't. Cater is well. Done. He's a, no. Well, so, so that's Korean Zombie, and he's in the whole thing with Brian Ortega. I mean, Brian yeah, Ortega's yeah, yeah. out but, there clapping his fucking translator dog. Cater needs to re-earn that shot. Like you don't just get a rematch <laughs> yeah, like true. that. Like I, he gets yeah, yeah. Yair first. Year, nope. You get Yair. Cater, Cater Zabit is a great matchup. This there's already a built-in storyline because they've already fought. He whooped his ass. It wasn't an ass whooping. He it got was tired an ass whooping. The first two rounds were pretty round. clear. Nope. No. It was a clear-cut first two rounds. Nope. It wasn't no. a clear-cut first two rounds. He put it on at the end, but the first two rounds were clearly Zabit. I get right. what you're and saying, Zabit but... Zabit was getting tired, so make it a five-round fight. He didn't okay, knock well, him you're out. Misunderstanding at no point here. does Zabit knock him out or put Zabit's him... Like, career right? does not defer to Cater's. All right? That's not... like He's not going to move down in the rankings to fight... Well, we'll see. Cause, I mean, we'll see. Because he's going to have to move down because he ain't fighting Max Holloway, and he sure as hell ain't fighting Brian Ortega. He's fighting Yair. So by definition, he's going to have to fight someone below him in the rankings. Why not Yair? Yair's lower than the, him in the rankings. He's five. Yeah, he's Still a, lower. No, he's not. What's Zabit right now? Zabit's three, dude. Yeah, come on. He's not fighting Cater at nine, which is who's probably get moved up to seven or eight. He should get mm -hmm. a top five guy if he's three. What? There should be the rematch. There should be the rematch. Yeah, the, five the, round. That fight. Should, that's, that's the perfect fight to prove that Zabit's the, the hotness. If you want to prove the hotness, that is the fight to make. I just. Against but why is that Cater. the fight to make when Yair's ranked above him, and he beat Cater? So why would I like? I get what you're saying. There should be a rematch. Styles make fight. Styles make fight. Right. Styles make fight. Uh, Zabit needs to prove that he can go a five round fight against a grinder. Cater is that fighter. We'll see. I think Yair versus Zabit is the fight to make. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move it on to Francis. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Francis and Ganyu in the first round nearly murdered Jarzinho Rosenstruck within what 18 seconds, 20 seconds. We saw an attempted murder live on television, live on pay per view. I, I, it's so fast and so powerful that it doesn't matter that it comes from his hips, it's gonna get you. And that's what happened. I actually so, kind of agreed with Andrew at first. I was scared that Jarzinho might have pulled out an upset. I was like, he might be a more aggressive, but. I'm never doubting Ngannou's aggressiveness ever again. That's just so, so explosive. So explosive, man. It, it was, I mean, good for him. Good for him. I'm happy. I, I was excited. I, I for Eric. You know, love his camp. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, the fact is that Francis being the heavyweight champ will be great for the gym. Especially after this. Wait, what gym is that, Carlos? So... <laughs> what, gym, what gym is that? Uh... 
What, what gym? This hat, right? Oh, look, you're wearing, you're wearing your gear too. Perfect. Four. Cena, where's yours? Cena, uh, where's yours? Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got no, a tattoo. Of, I got a tattoo of Extreme Couture on my ass, so but I'm not gonna. Hell yeah. I'm gonna ask you guys this because I heard an, I saw an interesting tweet right after this Nganu fight, and I wanted to bring this to you two today. I was waiting. After Nganu loses to Derek Lewis, he became the best heavyweight in the world. What do you think? Right after he lost to Derek Lewis, oh, no. I think it was a combination of the losses of Derek Lewis and the loss against Stipe. Stipe yes, yes. But I'm saying yeah, right after that fight, he became the best heavyweight on the planet. Do you um, agree? So I'm looking at it. So after that, he knocked out Curtis Blade. JDS went, Kane. knocked out Kane Velasquez, G, G, uh, JDS, and then yeah, Jerzinho. Um, fuck, man, Francis Ngannou is the scariest man alive. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> right he hasn't now, fought right? a wrestler, right? Out of those four well, names, he just knocked out. He not one of them was a crazy wrestler besides Kane, but Kane is old. And, and let's yeah, talk about yeah. the elephant in the room. And by elephant, I'm talking about DUDC. <laughs> my boy DC looking larger and in charger. Every time I put, I see him on TV, he takes up more space in hey, the television that I watch. It's good. And I don't understand it. He's I don't understand Popeyes. it. And let me you tell know, you another thing. I saw a man that had no interest in any part of Nganu. <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah, I can't wait in there. I want to go mix it up with that guy. I no, agree. sir. He looked like he was no, mortified. Like, no. like, 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 like somebody that 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 is a go kart racer, and somebody was like, "How about that NASCAR?" I was like, "No, no, not for me, man." If, if, <laughs> if this was like an earlier DC, I think if this was the DC that like came like a couple years earlier, he would have won. But I think this. The, okay, That's how about I mean, this? The risk. So here's the thing is, like, guys, uh, you know Nganu. I don't know about his wrestling game. Now, his stand, his punch is just so much power that's, like, you really can just bet on that. Like, it's kind of like Deontay Wilder, to be honest. But, I, I re again, I, I'm very curious because, remember, Stipe really, really t uh, picked him apart at range with the jab. And then he took him down very well and grappled him and closed the distance very frequently to not let him set up. So I'm curious to see if he can adjust to that. I still haven't seen that yet. But he'd had his wins have looked a lot more dominant and shit. Yeah, but 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 he may not need to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with yeah. you. There. Correct. He he really did. <laughs> but we don't know way. that. We don't the know. The best like, way to stay healthy is marking a motherfucker in 17 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no wear and tear. There's no goddamn rehab. He Ngana woke up today and he's spry. My boy is spry. No, he's not good. like Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is limping. His little dready ass fucking head all over wherever the fuck he lives. He's Fight limping like Humpy Dumpty <laughs> after that goddamn wall right now. And Ganu is it, dude? And Ganu's probably fucking sunbathing, if you know, by the goddamn pool in the goddamn Hyatt Regency in Jacksonville. Because I would just stay there if they have that motherfucker clean. Shit, you're not paying for it. Take a little vacation, some shut eye. What? Is he beat anybody? He, I think that man's a mixed champion. That's what I was about to say. That was what I was about to say. I, Matt, we need to see that Stipe fight. Again, I want to see a, him fight a fighter that yeah. is athletic as Stipe, that has the wrestling and the boxing. That's all. But I think it, it's, it's pretty safe to assume at this point if he touches you, like, I just don't know how you're getting out one round with him. So let's bring that up because I think we should talk about Stipe and what's kind of going on with him, right? Because it's kind of shitty, right? Stipe is out there being a firefighter, trying his best to follow regulations, and he's going to get punished for it and get stripped. Great segue, Andrew. Great yeah. segue. Uh, but like, Stipe got a fucked up eye, and he doesn't want to say it out loud. Uh, I mean, right, in interviews, he says doctors have cleared him for the eye. 
So, right? I mean, right, I, so I, we all say a lot of shit. So we I all say a lot of shit. Do you guys back Stipe up here or no? I, I'm going to side with him. Just I don't think he's scared. I'm 100% on Stipe's side, dude. He's a fucking firefighter yeah. still working out there in the middle of a global yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Come That's on, it. Dana White. All I'm going to say is only Stipe knows how bad his eye is. So sure. I would ask him, what if Nganu catches you on that fucking eye? That's like getting hit with a fucking Geo Metro well, by the Hulk. Time out, time out, right? Time out. Like, right? If Stipe is going to fight and if DC is going to fight, that's the fight to make a heavyweight for the belt. I'm sorry. Nganu has to wait for that stuff to figure out. Sorry. Nganu's probably more deserving, but that has to, that trilogy has to play out if Stipe is going to fight. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So, like, you're right. I just don't think that's relevant because, like, right? I think uh, Stipe or DC wins that trilogy fight. They retire off into the sunset because, again, no, no, Stipe is not retiring. Stipe will fight Nganu. DC will say this. My what I want, if I was like, if I had Dana and he was my friend and he could do anything I wanted for my birthday, <laughs> I'd be like, I want DC to fight either one of those men. Why? Well, I mean, DC's game, DC. Well, maybe He's not against not Francis, game. but DC's game to fight Stipe. Listen, yeah, because DC be ain't Stipe. getting any younger. And if Stipe's not ready to fight, he is a champ. You gotta give it up a little bit, right? Respect. Be be respectful of the rankings. Well, the next one up. It's That's Francis. They should do an interim. They should do an interim. Fucking DC is a little older, and yeah. we love him and shit. It doesn't mean that the road gets easier. That's the no, but at the at same time, game. look, I don't know if he should fight. I don't know if it's fair to just throw him to Francis. I think you're he... afraid for DC. I can no, see it in no, your eyes. No, I am. No, it's, he's going to lose that fight. He's going to get fear br- for that man's safety. No, he's for sure going to get brutal. Yeah, that's a fight game. No, no, he will get brutally knocked out. I agree with you, Carlos. But I'm saying that's not fair. Of course he would. Like, I don't think we should just throw him into France. He's past that stage in his career. I think. Uh, nope. Because, like, right, if Stipe is not going to fight and uh, – so, right, there's a comparison. I think DC has, like, something 200 uh, – Stipe has, like, something like 264 days since his last fight, and Habib has, like, 244. So there's only a difference of, like, a week or two in terms of when they've last fought. Uh, right, if Habib just – if the lightweight division just had an interim champ or were it to Justin, same thing should happen for uh, heavyweight if Stipe isn't going to fight. I agree with Carlos. DC and Francis should be the inter- should fight for the interim belt if Stipe is not going to fight. DC's and then the winner wants one fight. That's it. Bummer. Sorry. Okay. Well, then he fights Francis and retires. Then that's that's not the UFC's problem. That's not the UFC's problem. I don't know for a guy like who's done so much like for the UFC like DC. I think. Yeah, the- see, but that's what I'm saying. You are tugging at the heartstrings because everybody wants to fucking play special cards for DC. No, 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 no one plays special in cards for DC. In this fucking game, you are, yes. if the champs no, aren't not. ready to fight, we do an interim fight, and we do that interim fight with the next two When are we doing an interim? There's okay. nothing to prove. DC's not as good as Francis right now. He can't beat him. Then retire. Then retire. But okay. that's just because you don't like the choices no, doesn't mean that that you don't have options you that's, have options. That, that's a great that's a that's a good argument on your guys's end i have to stand corrected you know i do yeah, I, agree with that. I mean i don't want dc to find Ngano, believe me yes I you do you retire. just said you do you want him to get his ass whooped against to get retired <laughs> yeah because that's the game <laughs> yeah that is the game that's, that's the, the game that's you carlos would be so happy if he saw that fight start and Ngano just bull rush dc and fucked him up it would be because think it about it guys yes, can you imagine dc like pulling some kind of like Greco move and like no uh, shot clenching him and turning him and uppercutting him and knocking him out. No, he's he, like the next coming of Randy Couture, bro. No, I agree. But remember when DC fought Anthony Johnson, he did beat him twice, but he got dropped both fights before he beat him. No, yeah, no, I think not only that, yeah. but the last, the last, 
three or four fights for DC have been fucking brutal. So. What? Really? Like, I think so, man. I mean, he's taking both Stipe fights were hard as shit. Listen, he's an old dude. He's been he doing dominated this for a long both time. of them. I thought. I thought he dominated until the last round when he got hit in the t in the tummy. I thought he just ran out of gas. He is, his solar plexus just curled up. I thought, you yeah, know, but that's the other thing. That's the other thing. We're not talking about an athletic dude that's like fucking a prime athlete. This is a guy that's had a fucking not a conditioning, excuse me, a fitness issue his entire career. I don't he know if he's, he's fat, but he's definitely an athlete. Not since he was like eighteen or nineteen years old. Uh, you know? he he was an you Olympic know? medalist, bro. Come on, DC really. He missed the weight. Yeah, yeah, but he almost died making weight for did the he, Olympics. Did he really? Yeah, yeah he he's, always, he's always had to wait. Listen, my main point is you could be fat and be an athlete. You could be fat and jump high, run fast, be quick. Surprisingly, I didn't know that. You could be. You yes, could. But, yes, but there's no biological free lunch in nature. And you're doing all those things despite not giving your body the best chance at withstanding that abuse. Oh, okay. And now we're talking about him facing Francis yeah. being 40 years old oh. after the wars that he had with Stipe, after the fucking ass beatings that Jones put on that man. That fucking last John Jones fight, yeah, that, was, that was like that was like a fucking twelve-year-old beating the shit out of my <laughs> five-year-old. Yeah, that was bad. He smacked him in the face and kicked him, and took his feet from under that man. He brutalized him. But, hey, it was crazy. It was a close fight till then. It was an even and, and, fight. And then the size, the size of the bodies that Daniel has to move at heavyweight. How much pressure is that on his back, and on all of his joints? That dude's barely taller than me. They say he's six foot. He's not six foot. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's six That's foot. He blew out his black or his back uh, sneezing. So <laughs> he that, blew out his back I sneezing. Uh, I, think, I think I think he's got to either. Agreed. Get off the pod, man. Yeah, that's a great way to and put Steve it. Steve is the hero and a champion, so you gotta wait a little longer. Have some fucking you respect know? for Steve Miocic. Put some respect on the damn name, goddamn it. A little it. bit. A little. Let's bit. fucking move on. Let's move on to this co-main event, Henry Cejudo, with the stoppage in this the second round. This. Over my man, Dominic Cruz. And I'll be the first to say it. I'm the huge Dominic Cruz fanboy. I came in talking a lot of heat about how Dominic Cruz was going to do greatness. And right here I am eating my words. Henry Cejudo is the fucking bandweight champ of the world still on this was. day. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. But let's talk about this fight first. And then we can talk about what uh, happened at the end. Uh, right. So I guess the big question. Is that a good stoppage? Carlos, go ahead. I hate to say it, but it was. God damn it. I agree. I totally agree. 13 punches after the fucking knee that was just goddamn on the button. And the initial follow-up shot, too, was perfect. He flew at him and landed a shot that looked like, like a fucking piston. Just, it was ridiculous. The one that he landed right when, when, when Cruz fell down. Yeah. Henry lunges at him and lands a shot that was so, so perfect. hard. And then after that one, he landed 12 more that were unfucking answered and all of them landed. So as much as I love Cruz and that, that I, I cannot argue with that stoppage. Uh, I, I fucking don't <clears throat> like, I, I'm never going to like Henry, but he fucking, he fucking won, dude. What are you going to, I mean, he's so, he, he, he's, Go for it, Cena. You're fucking waiting. 
I thought it was an awful stoppage. I see what you guys are saying. I don't actually. I do. I see what you're saying. But the whole time while he was getting hit, you know, uh, Dominic was conscious. And he was moving a little bit. I think if the ref waits another second, because the ref jumps in when Dominic's getting up. So if the ref just, if the ref just stops when he's jumping, before, like all he has to do is think while he's rushing in. If he's thinking, he would see that Dominic was already on his way up. He was. He was on his way up. I'm wagging my finger at your argument, sir. I got to wag my whole ass finger at your mean, argument. Right? Your was... premise of your argument is just flawed. I'm sorry. It's, it's not the referee's job to stop and take a, senate, take a second and let the fighters continue. No, but it's his game. job to watch it's... what's happening, not just no, rush no, in. No, the referee's job is to protect the fighters. The fighters. Yeah, but you have to do that by watching the fight. And you, you're clearly not watching the fight if you're going to jump in, share what you guys are saying. But how come he jumps in when he's getting up? In the midst of him getting up, he jumps in. So I get your stoppage. I get your argument. But either but jump in a second. For him giving Dominic a chance to do either, something. Either jump in on a Dominic second. Either up. jump in Dominic a second. Dominic turtled up, baby. Uh, no, baby. he didn't. No, he didn't. Baby his boy, hands were on did. the ground. He no, did. he didn't. He turtled, turtled up and then tried to get no, up. No, turtle up is like this. His hands were flat like this on the ground the whole time. Oh, he, had, he was on all fours on his knees. No, okay. Like, this is curled, yeah. Okay, so this is curled up, Andrew. So you got to understand what this means. Curled up is like this. His hands were like this. As I'm saying what you're saying is true. As he's getting up, he rushed in. So either jump in a second earlier when he was not getting up or watch what's going Because he jumped in right when he was getting up and then he jumps in. And I get what you're saying. He's completely conscious, though. So what I, my only problem with the stoppage was jump in a second earlier when he was clearly on position. Like there was a point in time during that uh, barrage of punches where I agreed with you. That's why I, I see the you're argument. You're saying the stoppage should have come sooner is what you're arguing. Because at the time it was stopped, it, he was literally getting up and conscious. So it's like, okay, I get what you're saying. You saw that a second earlier. But stop it when he's un- – like. but as soon as he's getting up and moving, as you see, he's. if you were to open your eyes and be aware, he's completely conscious. Now – he was not protecting himself, and he did take 11 unanswered shots. So at that, there was a moment in time that he was stationary. That's when you should have stopped it, a second before. But if you were really paying attention and not freaking out, I get you're freaking out because you're trying to look for his safety. You would see that he's in a motion of getting up. I don't see how you can argue that where the fighter's moving upwards. Like he's literally, it wasn't even bullshit. He's literally moving. I get what you're saying. He didn't return him. Hold on, but now you're arguing this professional referee who's had multiple referees gigs with the UFC and ref multiple fights is now suddenly panicked and emotional. Uh, he like, smelled like cigarettes and booze. There was a report that sure, he Dominic, uh, No, not reports. Dominic said that. that was Dominic, so, I mean, yeah. I love Dominic. I love Dominic. That sounds a little suspect. That sounds a little suspect. I just don't see how that's, a, how that's like a good stoppage. Like, he was completely conscious. You literally just made the argument that the stoppage should have happened sooner. No, I know, but I, I just said right now that didn't address what I said. I don't see how that was a good stoppage. He was getting up and he was conscious. And when he did stop it, Dominic was like, dude, I'm not even wobbly. Like, It was like one of those like – and I get – I'm just saying I see – because if I were the ref in that position, I get where he was coming from. So I can see the arguments. It's, it's really win or lose. I'm just saying me personally, I thought – and that's because it's a toss-up. I'm not going to blame the ref for the stoppage. I'm never going to blame a ref for a stoppage because it's too much of a stressful situation. I just like you. You're really gonna stop it when he's getting up. It's like, all right, man. That's all. Well, I thought it was a good stoppage, but we can leave it at that. Uh, we have to move on because right, Henry Cejudo in his post-fight interview makes a shocking announcement. He is going out. Thanks for the cheese, everybody. I'm retired. Deuces. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, I just want to say uh, Dominic looked great. 
I thought Dominic was starting to low-key pick it up second after second. That's another thing is I thought if it went to the next round, I thought Dominic, I thought Henry always had the edge. I thought Henry was so calm. His timing was so beautiful. I thought Dom fought pretty, you know, Dom was, I didn't think Dom got dominated, but Henry for sure looked like the better fighter. And if that fight kept going, Henry would have won regardless. I can't oh, hear Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, oh, I, I can't, can't hear you. you. You're not, I think something's wrong with your microphone, bro, because it's not like the audio is getting picked up by our call at all. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening, bro. It seems like, yeah, it's just like your microphone's not picking everything up. Anywho, though, while Carlos figured that out. <laughs> no, I, I, listen, I thought, I thought, and I, I really was, you know, I thought it was a, I, Henry was the clear cut. He looked better in that fight. I just, you know, I really was hoping so, just like you two, Dominic would have won. I was really praying. I thought that would have been a great for his career. It would have been a great story. But, uh, right, I think Henry Cejudo's kicks in the first round, like, right, that was such a huge part in limiting Dominic's, right, the best thing about Dominic Cruz. Oh, I heard a little bit of something from you, Carlos. Uh, the best thing about Dominic Cruz is his mobility and his movement. Um, and, right, Henry Cejudo was able to time that, was able to catch him with his kicks. It worked out well for him. Uh I don't think Dominic should retire. I think Dominic should take another fight, guys. I, well, now that Cejudo's retired, I absolutely think Dominic Cruz could, can keep fighting. Keep fighting, excuse me. Uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen retired. with this bantamweight division now he, that Cejudo's completely gone. He's not retired. There's no way he's retired. I'm not buying this shit. There's no way. He just didn't. He did it for attention. He did it because the money. He's not getting paid. He does not want to retire, bro. He just be. He has the craziest four fight win streak. Loki, he's in a position to go crazy, to have a crazy career. I ain't buying this retirement bullshit. Come on, bro. You're in your prime. Come on. So yes, but also like right, the argument he makes for why he wants to retire is pretty compelling in my. What is mind. it? It's that he's been a combat sports athlete for 11 years. And before he was even in the MMA, before he even thought of MMA, he was doing the hardest sport, in his own words, wrestling as an Olympic champion at the Olympic, at an Olympic level. And then to follow that into MMA and become top of not only one division, two divisions, beat out arguably the goat goats of both divisions, right? Mighty Mouse, Dominic, TJ. I mean, he beat everybody. He gets, out to, he gets to go out on top. No one can say shit about him. No one can really question uh, that the fights were controversial. It's fucking well, hold on, should Carlos? Winner, should Carlos? Hang, I, I feel bad for Carlos. Should he hang up and recall re us? Uh, I don't know if that's the issue. I think it's something. Uh, Carlos, you're currently muted on Discord, though. You have the mute. Oh, there yeah. it is. Perfect. There cool. We have Carlos back. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Go ahead, Carlos. Sorry. I know you want to say what you have to say. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, it's so, okay. Yeah, Cejudo Cruz. I have to go back to the Cejudo. So, yeah. Hey, I didn't see I didn't see uh, Henry. I mean, excuse me, Dominic getting up. I saw him getting punched in happy baby pose the entire time. His palms were down. His forehead was almost on the mat and he was taking on answer shots. I didn't see him get up. I rewatched it again this morning twice and I didn't see him get up until the until he already perhaps inadvertently had realized the ref stopped the fight. So I so if that's the basis for the argument, I just disagree with that basis to begin with because that's not what I saw. No, but he Secondly, was hitting him really hard. Like, one of the things that I said, no, I just I just disagree. I think he's wrong. I think he was rocked and he thought in his head he was getting up. That's not what I saw. What I saw was him get ref stop the fight. And with regards to 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 the what would have happened if that fight kept going, one of the first things they tell you when you go to a boxing lesson and you're moving your feet is not to cross your feet, right? It's just not a good idea. You're not balanced when you're doing that. Dominic is very fast. 
and he does a lot of stuff with his feet where his he crosses feet them almost cross each other. So if you're almost if your feet are very close together as you're doing a lateral movement and somebody blasts you in the leg, they stop all of your momentum. And that's what Henry that's the one strike Henry's the best at, that leg kick. If you notice, he was he was starting to figure out the timing of the little hop that Dominic does and landing yeah. that leg kick almost at will. So there's no way that keeps going for another, you know, uh, I mean, it, it was just... I think it could have kept I going until unanimous. I don't think Dom was in any danger of getting knocked out. I mean, if you really watch that... No, but he was figured out. My point is he, he had yeah. been figured out. Yes. So, yeah, he was swinging wildly, by the way. And maybe one of those, I think he was figured out. I agree. Now, to that stoppage... There's a big misconception. I feel like now we're just calling fights if they don't respond, which I get it because we have to protect the fighters. But now we're just tarnishing the sport because there's a lot of situations like in that one for yesterday where I don't think he should have been moving. If he moves, he's going to get clearly hit in the face and then he will fucking go to sleep for sure. So there's some situations where you literally need to withstand that barrage. Um, certain situations, like Robbie Lawler said he stayed in that bulldog, bulldog choke by Ben Askren to let his arms tire out. So there's a... Now we're getting a little murky situation where the ref's job is a lot harder because now you have to differentiate between, okay, well, is he knocked out or is he just waiting for him to get tired so he could come back? Because there's a lot of situations when he's just applying top pressure, throwing those punches. Like you guys said, well, he didn't move. Well, I don't agree for the premise of your argument because I wouldn't want him to move and get blasted. You know what I mean? Like he had to stand like this for a little bit. Well, you, you, have, to, you have to move to block you, and you can't defend without moving. So then that, that's over. You have to defend him. I don't know. Where, where do you want him to move, though? Like, he was like this. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he was. He got up as soon as he Intelligent, could. Intelligently defending yourself cannot be sitting still. He got up. That's though. impossible. That's, that's a contrary concept. That's, there's nothing intelligent about I'll just continue to let him hit me cleanly till he tires out that's not intelligent defense <laughs> i don't know if it's i mean so, i don't know if it was that but i don't know he stood up co completely conscious i don't know if he was getting hit too hard no no i think he was i think by then a lot of the times they get hit and they're out and another punch brings them right back in nah, that was he would he didn't get, he, lot, he stood up like this with the ref think. like like this super calm like did you really just stop that i don't know if he was like uh like phased just suddenly back in it you know Maybe he's super tough. Still, you, he has no argument that he can articulate to getting cleanly hit while on the ground in happy baby pose 13 times in a row after taking a huge knee right to the face. And right, this is very telling. The argument is just impossible. I mean, the guy gets up. That's the argument. Like, you stop so me as I'm moving. Time out. The, the, it's very telling that Dominic Cruz, one of the most articulate, most well-spoken fighters that can speak about the game, right? That his argument of what happened was that the ref smelled like cigarettes and alcohol. That's very telling. That's very telling. That's very telling. Because in an argument that you're defending yourself intelligent, you're making an argument where you're attacking the other person's character and the other you're just attacking the referee. What if he actually smelled like booze and cigarettes? I would assume somebody else would have said something as well. Someone would be able to corroborate what Dominic Cruz is saying. Stressful job, maybe. Maybe after he got his test back for the Rona the night before, <laughs> he celebrated a little bit. He was like, "God damn, I was worried." <laughs> you know, it's whatever, dude. Like, I would have loved to see that main event. I would have loved to see that fight keep going. I knew Henry was going to win, but this is for a main event. Like you guys got to understand, Dominic's whole legacy. Like you can compare him to John Jones if he wins that fight. So I do like. It is what it is. I see both sides. I see where you're saying. Like, it probably looked that way. 
the way I, the, the way that fight's going, I don't think we're, we're talking about the no, second I agree. round. I agree. I agree. Three I agree. more rounds of that. I, I don't want. I don't want to see that in Dominic, especially as somebody that already he was getting, like I said, hit in the legs a lot. He was getting his base taken from him. I and you know, it would have it would have been bad for his longevity already and everything. Three, three rounds to go, and you had multiple knee surgeries. Yeah, yeah. You don't I, think I he's you. thinking about all that rehabbing and all that time off and shit? Of course, I can agree man. with that. I mean. Anyway, let's move on yeah. to this main event. I feel like we've truly hit every every little aspect that we could have about this Henry Cejudo Dominic Cruz. Well, I guess Carlos, actually, we didn't get to talk to this about because you're dealing with your whole microphone, right? Uh, Henry Cejudo, he's retired. What, what say you? Yeah, don't care. All, All right. right. Well, good. Good. I'm not buying it, guys. Be I have to respect you. I respect you begrudgingly. I I don't find you to be a character that I want to follow. I don't know what somebody like him does for a living after this. I think it's a pathetic. If if in fact this is a negotiating plot, it is. Uh, I think it's pathetic. I think it's pathetic. But he has no problem being pathetic like. Yeah, he really part does. of his brand. Yeah. So I don't give a shit. See you later, bro. Dominic Cruz yeah. said it best. He See has no later. individuality. If you take everything, the wrestling mat away from Henry Cejudo, he doesn't know what he is. And it's argued. I believe eventually. Those weight classes are going to be like boxing. They're going to be the weight classes that you belong into because you're still growing into your body. Yeah. You know, like 120 champion, 127 pound champion. Like the 135 champ will be the 125 champ early on in their careers. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's what it is, dude. And I that's agree. not going to leave uh, the character like Triple C, all the five foot fucking and Boy. a half but you guys got to give henry his yeah. credit like to be dj tj marias begrudgingly because i don't like him yeah, i mean he's an incredible sports athlete i mean it's unquestionable it's yeah. undeniable all right let's move on yeah. let's move on to this main event boys because we're already running an hour and a half this time flies baby so quick uh bent up with a rona man it's a for first, real we haven't been fed you know so in the main event justin gaishi in the fifth round, Dr. Stoppage over Tony Ferguson. Boys, where do we begin? Cena, do you want the four as the Justin Gaethje truther? Can I get my props, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 110%. He fucking went out there and beat Tony Ferguson like Tony Ferguson no, no, owed great. him. That, that's great, but can you give me my Cena? You get pro can you give me a nice Congrats, list? Cena. You get props for being right. Congrats. Yes! I know you're going to go to bed thinking about that. <laughs> That's literally all I do it for. Anyway, uh, so now, Carlos, Andrew, let's get into this. Um, I know you guys were very impressed. Gaethje didn't just look chaotic and aggressive. He looked methodical and strategic. I, th I thought he ascended a level last night. I thought his timing on the counters was crazy. I thought his mixture between his uh, overhand right and his left hook was mixing it up, each one presenting a different threat at certain times blew my mind i didn't know he was that smart but i think you said it best andrew i think that was his coach to be honest that just speaks volumes yep. to his camp and you guys i said it this was a bad matchup for tony but i'm surprised justin didn't drop him in the first round you know so Aunt carlos what do you think of that fight i mean honestly it's, it, that was what i feared i feared that he was so enthralled in preparing for khabib that this was just too much of a switch and that circumstance collided with Justin growing in the positive manner for the first time as a striker you know he like you said I mean it's 
people make a lot about the fact that he doesn't really jab and he doesn't he's not a he doesn't jab that's not common you know you should i personally like my kids are learning to jab that's you should be able to jab but what he does very well is he switch stances hooks and switch stances crosses so what that means is that when he's standing in southpaw he throws his jab but switches at the same time with turns into a cross from the other stance and then he follows out with a hook and he throws those well from both stances so uh i think that there's definitely a lot of bang muay thai in there because trevor whitman and Dwayne ludwing are very close they're all in colorado and they collaborate a lot there's some uh, some of the bang system is trevor whitman's shit and i think that uh that it's easy for justin to 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 implement it because wrestlers are not single sided right wrestlers are, have they use both profiles so they they're used to having both switching between both legs in the lead so when you when you figure out that that switch from wrestling that he's been doing since he was four can be translated into a striking with a switch hooks and the switch crosses uh it's it's crazy because he he's able to uh, his style is aggressively forward and with the switch crosses and switch hooks that he throws he can move forward while attacking and doing so with a hundred percent intention to kill because everything he throws is a hundred percent to to just knock you out so I, I i think i think tony just didn't really seem to have a lot of answers for it you know do you think tony and to what you kids. said carlos to what you said you said something earlier do you think if tony has a full camp to prepare for gaichi that the result could be different because i don't yes but i don't like the matchup still Thank i you. think i don't think he would have gotten like beaten as badly you know what i mean I think with a game plan for that specific opponent, that would be a huge difference. Because I still think we would have gone that result at the end. It's hard to make an argument that it wouldn't, you know? It really is. Because I mean, it's such I think, a one-sided I think fight. it's a bad matchup for him. Yeah, that's but my thing. It makes me, but it makes me excited for Gagey and Khabib. Oh, boys. Yeah. And like, the two weight cuts, so. someone in our group chat said that Tony had two weight cuts that affected him. I get that, but at the end of the day, it was simply Probably. timing. It was, but like in that fight, it was simply I cannot deal with his hands. It was the timing and it was the power. And I said this before, when Tony Ferguson fights, he's not the smartest fighter in my opinion. He's a quantity fighter. He will push the pace and overwhelm you with cardio and quantity. That is such a dangerous weapon. No one can keep up with it. But if you can keep up with it and you're methodical and strategic and you know how to control a fight, a la Gaethje, a la Habib, um, that's a bad matchup for Tony in my eyes. Yeah. Because yeah. he leaves no, himself, I mean, he gets hurt a lot. And that was I mean, a brutal one too. I mean, he 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 took a lot of damage last night. So uh, it was reported this morning that Tony Ferguson did in fact suffer, suffer a orbital bone fracture. Oh, so I, I thought mean, you were about to say Justin some crazy shit. Broke his eye. <laughs> I thought you were about to say some, some hard shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right. Bop. Uh, and this is crazy because now this whole division's wide open. We know we get Gaethje Habib in a couple months, right? I'll be right back. I'm going to use the bathroom. Keep talking. Go ahead. I have to go. Otherwise, I'm going to use uh, Carlos, my pants. <laughs> we, get, we, get yeah. H- we get Gaethje Habib in a couple months. But what I wanted to say is I was just telling this guy in the group, in my homie Tanner in our stream chat, Connor might fight Tony next. I think I, I hate to say it, but it's not big enough for Connor. Really? Tony? There's bigger business to be made. If you're going to have Connor. Then you you get a, a Diaz brother, a Masvidal, and a, Masvidal. Or a championship or a championship fight with Gagey. But you don't have the same the same shine on Tony on the Tony matchup as you do with the other ones. 
or championship. And Tony's another champ. So I think that Tony's like fourth in line for a McGregor fight. Yeah, but I... I mean, uh, if it was just about... If it was just about martial arts and really finding out who... Sure. But being that this is a business, the Conor McGregor business is much better and streamlined to promote different opponents. And I, I have a, a funny theory. I think Conor would lose to Tony Ferguson, but I think he would beat Gaethje. I think Gaethje is... I think Gaethje is an... Conor's a bad matchup for Gaethje because I think Gaethje's willing to stand... And that type of striking is Connor's easiest matchup throughout. If you look at his record, those wild, unpredictable strikers, Connor's precision striking should beat that. But I don't think he's beating Tony. I think he's going to get killed by Tony Connor. Yeah, but I, 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 I go back to what I, I've been saying this for years, and I give Connor's one of my favorite fighters. I don't think Connor has been tested in the leg kick department, and I know I keep harping about the leg kicks, but the reality is that Connor's lead leg is way too far out there. Way too far out. I thought Jose Aldo was going to punish the that. The way that the way that Gagey kicks that leg. Oh. And here's the thing about it: watch watch Gagey kick a right leg when he uses his right leg from the rear position. He uses the leg kick. He hits with the leg kick, and immediately he throws a hook with the other hand. So that his as his as his hips moving back, that hook's moving forward. So that's why he he's landing some shots that have almost like a, like a running start. Because the one strike's tying to the beginning of the next strike, but they're both vicious. So I don't know. I just think I, I agree just don't that. think that Conor McGregor, like you hit Conor McGregor in the calf, the way that Gage can hit that calf, and he's not gonna be springing that that left that left cross with so much ease. And I agree with because... that. I, I didn't know Gage's leg kicks were literally that vicious. He might have the Very best good. leg kicks, one Very of the best good. I've seen in the UFC. Yeah, which is weird because he wasn't even a striker six, seven years no, ago. No, it's that vicious. He just, he just has the natural ability for, for a leg kick. No, right? he has a, he's a natural striker, don't you think? Uh, so really. No? I, I don't think I mean, it's – I think it's a matter powerful. of – Here, let me get – let me hop it I on this, boys. I love uh, though, guys. It's, so it's a matter of evolution, right? Justin Gaethje, I think what we've learned is someone that can be coached incredibly well. His, his college That's career – his college wrestling career is a great example of that. What he has done with Trevor Whitman and how they came from like outside of the UFC, had the first win against Michael Johnson, and then went on two losses against Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, and then this change, and then this shift, and the evolution of Justin actually learning how to strike. And I mean, right, he was throwing leg kicks toe-to-toe with Edson Barbosa. Let's not let's not forget about that. Edson Barbosa being one of the best leg kickers in the fucking UFC. Yeah, we know his strength. Justin Gaethje is legit a good striker. Not an actual striker, but him and Habib... Oh, I want that fight so bad. Give That's a me. bad matchup Give it to me, for Uncle Habib. Dana. That's a bad Give it to me, Uncle Dana. Habib. That's a bad matchup for Habib, but I'll still take Habib because, you know, his record... But as I said, you're talking about a guy with an NCAA Division One wrestling pedigree that could stuff the takedown. As he stuffed Tony's takedown attempts yesterday very well. I'm not get it. Tony's not Habib. But I don't think there was a takedown attempt, was there? There were a couple ones where he shot and, and he, he like sprawled really quickly. But I agree with you. Um, I listen that fight. Habib better find a way to take him down. I, I'm curious to see Habib. That's the type of striking we've been scared to see Habib fight against. That type of striking. It'll be great. It'll be great. America versus Russia. Trump versus Putin. Who would you guys take? I go American, baby. Justin Gaethje. Okay, I know you yeah, want him, but who do you think would win? I think it's 50-50. I like the matchup. I really like it. I think it's an elite American wrestler and an yeah. elite Dagestani wrestler. 
with similar striking styles because they, they both have shitty striking, really. I mean, uh, Gaethje has shitty striking. They're powerful. I don't What's know. If Gage, I don't think Gaethje has shitty striking. Mechanically, yeah. Like, right I mean, in terms of, like, what I mean, you should be doing. Yeah. What, what, I mean, what I mean is that if his wrestling is 100%, compared to his striking, his striking's like 40%. He's just an amazing athlete. Is it in MMA? But, you think so? Because his striking—he's timing oh, is—that's sure. not a fluke. That's just not athleticism. Like he nailed those times. Like he. Yeah, connected. but striking's the combination of all the strikes and setting him up. He's a very good athlete that can land heavy. Okay, shots. so he doesn't set him up that well, is what you're but, saying. But he's but he's not a fucking technician. Neither yeah, is okay. Khabib. I agree with you, you know? there. I mean, from that standpoint of view, like you know, there's much better like there. but they make it work because of the footwork and you know, again, it's all about putting it together. It's not the one thing, you know, but uh, I like the matchup. I think it's very competitive. I think it's similar, so. God damn, that top five of lightweight is just sucking so fire. It's just so fire. <laughs> well, we know four of them. Who's the fifth one? Uh, so, right, we got Tony, we have Dustin, we have Connor, we have Justin, and then we have Dan Hooker at number five. Just trying to stay relevant. Hi, guys, I want to be here too. <laughs> Wow. Dan That's Hooker's going to, hey, Dan Hooker as the fifth guy in that division is going to be crazy. I, I like Dan Hooker, too. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to get a fight with any of those guys we just named because of. All uh, four of these guys have reached superstar level. Noah, if you're of, five and below, of, yeah. like you have four superstars in that division now. Four His best superstars. shot at a top five guy is Dustin right now. Dustin Poirier? Yeah, that, that seems to be the most likely if Dan Hooker's going to get somebody ahead of him. He's not getting Justin. He's not getting Connor. He's not getting Tony. Maybe Tony? Yeah, he could get Tony. He could get Tony. Yeah, that would be a good Tony? fight. Hey, guys, I'm telling you right now, Tony's going to lose. Tony's one of those fighters that is going to end up washed up. He's going to go lose, end his career on a big losing streak, I think. You think this is going to be a skid? No. Dan Hooker's an animal, though. Dan Hooker's an animal, but no, I think Tony will win that. I don't think Dan Hooker's ready yet. I really don't know. You guys want to move it on to the fight night or what? Yeah, let's 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 quickly get through this. Um, so yes, UFC upcoming. What's happening? Thankfully, Uncle Dana, the uh, in his all his wisdom and infinite knowledge, has decided to bless us with three UFC cards within seven days. So we just had the first one on Wednesday. We will be having UFC fight night. Anthony Smith. Coming off his most recent win against his home intruder versus Glover Teixeira. Uh, That's the main fun. event. Um, kind of some of the other fights on that card. Uh, the co-main event is going to be OSP versus Ben Rothwell. Ooh. We have Drew Dober versus Alexander Hernandez. Uh, we have the return of Ray Borg, who is moving up to Bantamweight after missing uh, flyweight several times to Who's fight Ricky Simone. Okay. Uh, Ricky Simone. Yeah, I like that fight. Uh, That's four we good have fights. Carl Roberson versus Marvin Vittori. Andre Arvalski versus Felipe Linz. Ooh, five uh, nice fights. Michael Johnson versus Thiago uh, Moises. Uh, Sijara Eubanks versus Sarah Mo Mora uh, Mora Moraz. Uh, and then Gabriel Benitez versus Omar Morales. Dude, Hunter you just had like nine Ryan lawsuits. Keller. You're having like nine lawsuits coming against you for mispronouncing names right now. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and then we have the return of Chase Sherman to the UFC against Ike uh, Villanueva to open the card up. I like that Smith to share a fight. I'm going to go my boy Anthony Smith, though. I think that's a good win for yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think that's a pretty. That's uh... not a pretty. Man, up there in age, dude. Yeah, he's been in Struggle City for a couple of years now. 
You know, used to be hey, his boxing. Hey, he's he learned his boxing straight from Chuck Liddell. So Glover Teixeira did. Um, um, in terms of the co-main event, OSP versus Ben Rothwell. OSP I'm curious wins. to see how that's going to come off. Uh, ben Rothwell is coming off of that win against uh, Stefan Struve. Um, OSP, I mean, right? The Von, uh, the Von Flute I'm choke. Heavyweight. Yeah, yeah we got to be watching for the Von Flute choke. He's, yeah, the, he's been getting everybody with it. OSP's a heavyweight, Andrew and Carlos? He moved on for this one, yeah. He wow, moved on. I like that. Yep, you yep. know damn well Rothwell's not dropping to light heavyweight, yeah. so huh. he'd have to cut off a half a body. Yeah, Rothwell's going to win that fight, I think, maybe. That's just a big size difference. And then my man Ray Borg. I'm glad Ray Borg is moving up, dude. Uh, he's had like what, like it's four fights fight. that at flyweight where he I missed, and I know after the last one he said he move up. So I'm glad to see it. But I yeah, got Ricky, Ricky in that fight, huh? I got Ricky Simone, Carlos. Don't you? Yeah, I did too, man. I think it's a very tough night for Ray Borg. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Ricky's a. It's gonna. It's gonna be really interesting to see how Ray Borg is gonna able to handle the size and the power of That's some guys who are bigger. I'm really curious. This is gonna be really telling for Ray Borg in the rest of his career. Um, I like him. He's from New Mexico. My dad's from New Mexico. But you know so. why he's moving up? A lot of flyweights are being forced to move up. I feel like because they know what's that division could get canceled out, and if they want job security, they better adapt. Right I mean, now. he just missed weight. He can't make. He, he just can't fight at flyweight. He's just. Okay, too, I was getting too deep. I was getting too yeah. deep. Um, I'm excited to watch Andre Arvovsky get hit, knocked out again. Yeah. Probably <laughs> get probably knocked probably. out again. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's a uh, it's a Wednesday night card. That's so. a good Wednesday night uh, card. I'm excited well, for that Sarah, card. Sarah, Sarah Morris fights out of Stream Couture, and her coach is a good friend of mine, so I root for her. Cool. Okay, that's, that's Saturday card. So, uh, what's that? We're so we're gonna. I said that Saturday card is gonna be dope. If you have a teammate fighting there, I think we, what we should do is Thursday. Um, no, she she's on the Wednesday one. Oh, on the Wednesday one. Okay, so this Wednesday yeah, card is pretty stacked. Card. Yeah, this Wednesday card is pretty stacked. We're gonna do. We should do a review Thursday, and we'll preview the okay. Saturday card on that one too. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Huh? Sounds good. Uh, really quickly, I'm, um... um, pray for a mod. Just wanted to my heart's out. I know this. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. I just wanted to say really quickly, my heart's out. I hate hearing that shit every day, and it seems like it's happening a lot. So that's pretty much all. I have yeah, to say. I mean, yeah, agreed. Totally agree. Totally echo that sentiment. It's absolutely a tragedy. It's just a tragedy. There's nothing really else to say. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I, I like to. I've never really spoken. I just want to offer my condolences. That's all. That's awesome. Other um, than that, yeah, well, yeah. With to that, this, to end this really quickly, re- let me ask you two a question: Good card or no? Oh. Was it good card for the only sporting event in the world? Was that a win for the UFC? Ten out of ten card. Ten out of ten win. Uh, well. Uh, there's right. There's definitely going to be a lot of talk about how the corona affected the card yeah, and how the, that's, that's a, a big... bit of a blemish. But uh, overall, yeah, you got to agree. This was a. Uh, I mean, if you're a fight fan, which we all are, it's an incredible. It was an incredible Saturday we just spent. To end this, Andrew, we're about to find out if you are right or wrong about the corona shit. Because if a lot of fighters test positive coming up, oh boy, <laughs> the UFC is you better buckle up, bro. That's all I'm saying. All righty, let me read the outro and we'll get the fuck out of here, boys. So script. that is it. Talk too much. Episode number 33. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at T2MMMA. You can find me at Instagram at Valdez74. On Twitter at Andrew underscore the hut. Carlos is at T2MMMA Wolfchild. He's currently banned on Twitter. We won't get into that. You can follow Cena. Oh, he's back. Okay. He was banned. Was banned. Now back. Cannot stop him. You can follow Cena. On Twitter at extra Cena, that is X T R A Cena. Uh, on Instagram 
It is at extra period Cena. I guess extra Cena was taken on Instagram. Remember, if you're just listening to the audio, make sure to follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. That's Talk Too Much Entertainment on YouTube. Like the video, leave a comment, hit the bell so you're notified every time we drop a video. If you're watching live on Twitch, hey, thanks. We appreciate you for hanging out with us. If you'd like to watch live and you're just listening to this now, interact with us and you can interact with us in real time. We go live with this show every Saturday at 12 p.m. Sunday, Pacific Sunday, time. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Whoops, God damn it. Restart Sunday. the whole script. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch us live, we go live with this show every Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash extracena. Follow the channel. Drop a subscription. Remember, tell a friend. If you tell two friends and they tell two friends and they too t- tell two friends, that's exponential growth. Just like Lerona, we can't be fucking stopped, and we're out of here. We're out of here. Talk too much MMA, another week, another dollar. Boom. Are we out? I don't know. You have control. Oh, yeah. I was trying to do uh, my anticlimactic face. All right, hold on.